Good morning. Welcome to God is Always Popular. It is a beautiful day outside. And I'm sitting here knowing that my mind is made up. My heart is full and my soul is powerful. I wanted to get back at you at the top of your day um, with part two of the borrowed empty tomb. And, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, if you tapped in and listened, you, you know that we just talked about uh, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, uh, one of the most popular times of the year in, in Christianity all over the world. Um, and you have to go back and listen to that podcast in order for you to understand what I am going to be talking about this morning. Uh, but just to recap, you know, we talked about the state of consciousness, uh, what the borrowed empty tomb represents, and there's all types of knowledge, all types of wisdom and light in each epistle as it relates to the resurrection. Um, a lot of it is in parable. Well, the entire Bible is a is in parable, but the resurrection. The let's look at it from a cinema perspective. Just the drama of it all, from the time Jesus is. Going, he's he's apprehended at at night at Gethsemane, and then this trial, and then before you know it, it's it's the uh, fastest judgment and execution that I've seen or that I've read about. So just the drama of it, if you can put yourself in the drama. Uh, but what the word of God is telling us through all of this now that's, that, that, that's the perspective of if you can add the drama to it and then as you read the words you, you can't casually uh, ignore the knowledge that's in this drama there's so many emotions going on there's supernatural emotions there's human emotions uh, and everyone is playing their part in this drama and so here at God is always popular you know the, the, the main challenge is to ascend and constantly seek super enlightenment because that is what we that is what we were created to be we were we were meant to be a creation, a super enlight, enlightened creation that constantly walked and talked with the creator of God, with the creator God. And we have to go through this awakening process. And that's what I want to talk about 
this morning in part two of the borrowed empty tomb is the the awakening process the point when you are absolutely living on faith and i'm not talking about faith in the sense of oh i'm having faith that i'm going to get that job or i'm having faith that i'm going to be healed or i'm having faith that i am going to be blessed with money i got the faith to get me through this this difficult time that is not the faith so the real faith the true faith now what i just mentioned that's that's patience that's that's all that is as the new testament tells us faith is the evidence of things hoped for the substance of things not seen but let me give you a modern definition of what faith is faith is loyalty to the unseen reality let me say it again faith is loyalty to the unseen reality and it lets you know that you have the authority of your faith Christ brought the the he's the author and finisher of it because he demonstrated an enormous amount of faith in everything that he did supernaturally while he was while he was here on this earth Emmanuel God is with us God was here showing you how we were or we are pre-Adam before the fall you were seeing all of that but so we have a few things and I don't want to get off topic but now here comes the part that I didn't touch on yesterday and it is the tomb the borrowed empty tomb and I didn't get into that so here we have Christ who prophesied and told them you can destroy this temple but in three days I will raise it back up I will raise it up I will I will rebuild it and as you know they thought he was talking about the temple the actual brick and mortar temple but he was talking about himself he was talking about everything that was taken away from Adam and Eve every person that has been given to this has has been has allowed themselves to be taken over by this world who are at their lowest point mentally and spiritually the effects of that is what is the life that you're in so at your lowest point you are ill at your lowest point you are broke at your lowest point you are depressed you are all these things except for what you are created to be so we have to go all the way back to Genesis and understand that the victory in the resurrection is full redemption over for the first sin 
So it was the sin. If 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 Christ died for any sin, it was the first sin, which became all of our sins. So when Paul is saying Christ died for our sins, it's plural, but it's the sin. And since we are everyone by faith now and by the spirit are the true descendants of Adam then we were born into that sin we were born at enmity with God every one of us because with that faith comes came that sin now, because we are predetermined, we are predestined before we even take our first breath, it is counted to us two things, the first sin and the spirit. The sin is in the body, the spirit is in their death. So, Christ exemplifies all of that. And the the resurrection, the part that it plays, is not, it's to the casual eye, to the casual teacher. It is a death and we still have to uh, take this route to our salvation as if the death was not enough to get rid of the sin. And even more it's all external. No one is no one is saying that was my death as well. Because if I if I am dead to the first sin, I'm also in the death. Not just this one man. Not just God the man. So with that comes a dual identity. One must overtake the other. And now you have the resurrection, the fulfillment of the law of everything from the beginning that is still going right now it didn't stop when Christ came up as the Bible says he went down through hell got the keys basically Christ was just walking through the underground if they say it for three days just whooping ass and taking names letting everybody know that's 
that's the picture they give us. But what it says is, well, what I'm saying is, in those three days, it's a supernatural event going on that no human eye could see. And we take the writer's word for it. But the depths below is going down and undoing everything that can keep us bound to that first sin. So that it would cover a multitude of it. By covering it means that we are above it. And the word is true when God says the serpent will bite at the heel, but the heel will bruise the serpent. We are walking on that. We are bruising sin, the sinful nature, every day, as long as we are above that. So as Christ rises to make his appearance, that's where we are. So let's get to the tomb. If you take the T off a tomb and put a W on it, it's the womb. And there is a rebirth happening to everyone of faith. When you consciously decide to say, just like Abraham did, Abraham was in. He was 70-something years old when God called him. God called Abraham, or Abram at that time. Abram was in, he grew up for 70-plus years seeing idolatry, idol worship, abomination of every sin of every kind. This is a man who is, if you find a 70-something-year-old man right now, he is set in his ways and you ain't going to change him. But God called this man at 70 plus years old by, by the faith that he had in him. He God was his God in spite of all of that. And God chose him. So by faith, we are in this resurrection. By mind and spirit, we are the resurrection. There is no rest. There is just, there is no Jesus Christ on the cross alone. We are all on this cross bearing it. And he says, you can cast your burdens on me because my, because my burdens are light. He just understands. He's just saying that, look, I know more than you. To me, this is nothing. I know what is what is what what inside of me is great, so I can overcome all this. Until you find figure that out, you'll still be in repetition with your prayers. So, understanding those little nuggets, we see that in death we are alive, and because we continue on in faith there is no he he rose from the dead or he is risen it is he is rising it's endless it's a conscious 
consciousness is a universal consciousness, a collective consciousness and awareness of understanding that this goes way beyond the physical. So the duality is everything external must die so that you can rise again step out of the tomb or let's say the womb a newborn babe and just like a newborn child everything is sensitive but it's so heightened and alert and aware and it's new and it's fresh and you're getting everything for the first time you're seeing everything for the first time it's that iconic moment uh, when when Neo in the Matrix and he comes in, and he comes out of it and they have him on this table pulling all those pins out of him and you know, and he's sleeping and Morpheus is standing over him and, and he opens his eyes for the first time and he says, my eyes, why do they hurt? And Morpheus says to him, because you've never used them before. Man, if that in its own sense is not the truth of being born again in this world, I don't know what is. You're coming out of that tomb, and we and we see that, and we saw that with Lazarus when he called Lazarus from the dead. And people still don't get it. Loose him and give him meat. Give him strength, not for his physical body. Christ, yeah, he said meat because. We can, we can command the physical body to do great things. I see it in fitness all the time. That's why I was good at what I did and at what I do when I choose to do it. Because I understand that. But Christ, but we, the protectors of the first sin, we got to eat that sour grape. Now there's this fresh fruit that's available to us every day, not just on Easter Sunday is what is my main point. And it disgusts me that we do this. And so we are living Psalms 82. We have been placed and given authority as gods and kings of the most high. And yet, we judge unjustly. We ignore the fatherless, the poor, and those in need to entertain custom and religion. This is not the resurrection. The resurrection is coming out of the tomb invisible to everyone from your past even though they were right there with you they did not know who you were or who you are 
and now they look for you, but you are made brand new. Ascending. A rebirth. So the resurrection, the crucifixion, the trial, going all the way back to Adam. It is saying that, yes, you will be this flesh first. But I have come to, I I am here to give you a new life. A new kingdom. I'm going to fulfill everything that I spoke in the beginning. Through every prophet, through every scripture, through every song, through every song. And it's going to be revealed to you. And why Christ spoke to these people, to those people in parables, it was because if you don't know by now, I'm not going to spell it out for you. How many times do I have to tell you? So now you need to understand for yourself, I'm going to get you this new life. I'm going to get you to the point where all you got to do is drink the water. And so we have this huge missing missing piece and the missing piece is when the word when Paul and the new and, and, and the apostles when they all say it is in you it is literally in you how will you step out of the new womb he even tells them, you have to be born again. And one of the most wisest in the synagogue says, how can I go back into my mother's womb? And Christ is like, what do you mean? Renew your mind. Be born again in the kingdom of God. Know that I am God and you are God and we are one. And then you radically believe that. As sure as you can look at your hand and see five fingers, you have to see through faith and know that this is not what I am seeing and living is not my reality. Who I am and what I am is unseen, just like the empty tomb. They're looking for something. It's unseen, but yet it's alive. And so I live in that. I hope in that. So yes, where I once was, I will be no more. My tomb is empty. I came up out of that. I I am ascending. So y'all have a great morning. I want to just just retouch on that and bring that point home. And when when this falls on the ears that that it's meant to, I hope that this reaches you and touches you deep in your soul so that you know that you understand we are the fathers we are the kings we have been appointed and anointed to do great things you gotta seek and find it be woke, be reborn not just dipped in some water and raised back up and no that's what John the Baptist did. Christ told y'all. I can't. No, John the Baptist even told y'all. 
I baptize you with the water. Yeah, that's cool. But the one that's coming, the, the one that's coming after me, he gonna baptize you with the Holy Spirit. What are y'all? What, what what is a baptism to the Spirit? It's ritual. It's religion. It's custom. We ascend every day. We are crucified for Christ daily. Paul says that. I die daily for this. He doesn't mean people are trying to get him and kill him. What he's saying is, I purge everything in this flesh every day in my mind to live in my unseen reality. And I ascend every day. Sometimes I take lashes. Sometimes they judge me. Sometimes they spit on me. Sometimes it hurts, but I carry it. That's the cross. That's what I bear. But I rise. So he is rising, not risen or raised. It's daily, it's continuous. So no matter what you're hearing on a Sunday, you got to get in that word for yourself. You got to get on your knees and pray inside of you, not up out of you, not up in the sky. Because you won't reach the almighty God until he understands that you understand him on this level. There is a God most high. That's the glory. y'all have a great day and be blessed no matter how hard get, life gets or what you're going through you gotta know who you are God is always popular